Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 98 Armory and Sneak Peek. Hi, Shway pals. I am Al. I'm Maggie. And we're here to talk about Batman once again. Yep. Just like we do every week. Yeah, it's very Shway, isn't it? Uh-huh. We are the sh- the Shway's podcast on the internet. We might be. Uh-huh. You mean on the web. Yep. Gotta say the web, man. The is web. It the deep, is it the deep web, though? No, no, I don't think so. Just the top web. It was still, uh, it was 2000, so. Yeah. I'm I'm just using the parlance of the show. Like, this mm-hmm. is, and in fact, we'll get to that when we get to my episode, but uh, it's the web, man. Mm-hmm. So, we've had a streak of not tremendously great episodes. Yeah. I don't know that this week breaks that streak. Yeah, I these were fine. I would They're... say these are both middling episodes, but given yeah. what we've been through lately, and again, it's not suffering on the de- to the degree that we did with other shows for sure. Mm. But it's been a it's it's been a bit of a lull, and I don't know that we're out of it yet. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Well, you know, I, I will take a step up, but I would like to get back to the you know, I mean, the really good stuff. I don't. To be clear, I don't mind spending some time at Terry's High School, but we've been spending a lot of time at Terry's High oh, School. Oh, yeah. And this this week, these two episodes, we did not. They're both actual grown-up uh, mm-hmm. uh, villains. So that's that something. That is true. Not teens again. Mm-hmm. Although the teen is related to uh, that's the true. character this time. That is true. Um, but, and again, I don't mind those episodes. I think they mm-hmm. just need to be sort of sprinkled in with, like, they need to mix it up more. Yeah. We just had a big clump of nothing but high school stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's getting real tedious, I think. It's like there's other stuff you guys could be doing. Nah. Yeah. Gotham City, the most crime-ridden city on the planet. Its crimes only take place here at Hamilton Hill High School. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you hadn't named the uh, named the high school after the worst mayor in its history. <laughs> named the dog Hamilton Hill High School. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's kick this off. Why don't you tell us about Armory? All right, so Terry, Max, and Dana attend the birthday party of Jared, a rich friend of theirs who receives a new car as a birthday present from his stepfather, Jim. And remember, says Jim, these good times will absolutely, positively, without a doubt, never, ever be over. We're rich, and that will never change. If there's one thing you can rely on, it is that I, Jim Tate, will always be obscenely wealthy and able to buy and be able to buy nothing but the finest for my beloved family. Yes, I am, and I say this without a shadow of a doubt, unendingly, unfathomably rich. Literally ten seconds later, Jim is fired from his job as a weapons designer for Wayne Powers. <laughs> Jim assumes he'll bounce back, what with him being a weapon designer and us living in gestures wildly the world. People are always going to need cooler guns, and that goes double for the DC Universe, a place where the common street thug has access to a supercharged pulse rifle. Unfortunately, what with the recession and all, Jim has a hard time finding work and eventually grabs a contract building weapons for, let me see here, Ishban Hegedish. Ishban... Hegedish. Okay, then. Anyway, Jim needs to scare up some parts, so he starts dressing as the executioner meets the Punisher, basically the same guy, and blowing shit up while he steals them. He scraps with Batman, who shows up a couple of times, and finally returns home to give up his life of crime now that he's been paid for his fancy gun. 
And then his kid and wife figure out that he's a criminal, and Batman shows up to kick his ass. I did this for you, Jim yells as Walter Whiteley as possible, and then turns himself in and also shoots Hagedish with some sort of fancy glue gun. It's all just a whole lot. Later, Jared and Max go out, and Danny gets lured under a box on a stick after someone placed a piece of cheese there. <laughs> I forgot Dana was in this episode. Mm-hmm. Because she was in that box most of the time. Shit, Maggie, how are you going to end this episode? Oh, I know. I'll make fun of Dana, my favorite uh-huh. character. I mean, we have a long tradition across several podcasts of uh, choose the character we make fun of and just mm-hmm. do that. Yep. Let's see. I th- Let's see. We're in uh, what boring episode of Enterprise? I'll just make fun of how stupid Trip is. Mm-hmm. Once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, like, I didn't... I think you disliked it more than me. I... There... This one had a lot of potential, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, and it just didn't feel like it got there. And it well, might just be because, yeah, like, Armory's boring. Like, he's just a guy with guns and a mask. Those are a nickel a dozen. You're committing crimes in Gotham City, dude. Step your game up a little. Yeesh. See, I disagree. This is actually my good thing. All right. I think they gave him a lot of different kinds of weapons and assorted gadgets, which kept the action sequences a bit more interesting for me. Like the goo gun, which we both independently described in our notes as uh, with a paste pot Pete reference. (laughs) The greatest character in the DC or in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Uh, He's got a mini EMP that takes out the cops. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a bunch of stuff. And uh, my personal favorite, and this I'm not being ironic here. I mean this. The color change getaway car. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was cool. Mm -hmm. They're looking for an orange car and suddenly he's in a green car and they drive right by. It's great. Uh, I admit that wasn't enough to make the guy super compelling, but at least they gave us more than 20 different guns of varying sizes and shapes. Oh, you mean this this shoots a triangle bullet. Okay, (laughs) who cares? See, this gun is shaped like a triangle, and it has, like, a scope thing that goes like this. And also, yeah, 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 I read 90s comics. I know exactly what you're fucking talking about. But this guy's a weapons... And these were the examples... Like, I just wanted to pick three, but there were a bunch. Like, everything he had was kind of weird and unusual and, like could have just built its own supervillain. Like, the thing he was selling to the foreign government was a sound gun, which is Shriek's whole thing. Yep. And that was just one thing he had access to. Like, he had a million things. that I, I kind of like that. The, the character design was a bit bland. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. That's mainly my thing, is just yeah. it's a dude in an executioner mask. Yeah, like, he's wearing a black suit. That's it. Yeah. Come on, dude. You're in Gotham. I will say, consistent with the rest of the series, the actual character design of the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, first of all, it's a family of color, which is nice mm-hmm. to see. Second, uh, kind of a fat guy. Yeah, big and I, dude. I don't say that in an insulting way. I say yeah. it as a he's not a Bruce Tim triangle. Uh, no, talk, just, uh, just I like, mean, he is. He is yeah. wedge shaped, but he's a little he's a little soft in the middle. He's a little yeah. doughy because he's a middle aged guy, and mm-hmm. it's just it's nice because you see this guy in his cat suit, and like there's some rolls of fat under there because mm-hmm. yep. he's. A little older and a little softer and mm-hmm. like dude's got military experience so he's got the training but you know he's 40 or 50 he's he's gone a little soft and well, yeah it's like, like you that. know what's the job well i sit in my lab and i make uh weapons so you know i don't get out much yeah he's a researcher like yeah. he's not he's not a physical guy and like that happens when you get old yeah and i don't know i just i liked that mm-hmm. i like the look of his family in general and i usually don't like when they pull uh, friends of Terry's out of their ass for just an episode like they well, did last we also week. Well, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, this kid actually was in the uh, the first Spellbinder episode. Mm-hmm. We actually saw the wedding of his mom to this stepdad. Yeah. Like, so we've met these characters before very briefly, but it's nice that they pulled someone we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, if you're 
introducing all these ki- all these kids earlier, you know, like you're yeah. it it feels like you're developing like a real like school that Terry goes to and it makes sense that he knows these kids too, you know? Like yeah. he's an out he's an outgoing guy who hangs out with a popular with a popular girl. Like of course he knows these people. He knows some popular kids, but he and Dana, particularly Dana, mm. have shown an interest in this is the only thing Dana's shown an interest in. No, uh, not, and Chili. Uh, and Chili, that's true. <laughs> so her interests go Terry McGinnis, Chili, being nice to the kids who get picked on. Yep. That's it. Yep. I mean And and fucking Terry whenever possible. Well, I, I said Terry. That's that's included there. All right. They're horny high schoolers, of course. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, I don't I know mean, if I made this clear or not. I love Dana. Yeah. You, you, I wish there was more character there. I do, too, but I will take what I can get. Yeah. Well, as as you just said, you mm-hmm. love Trip, so. Yep. It's the same same basic idea. I, I have a soft spot for a lovable idiot. Yeah. Whether it be a big, dumb Florida boy or mm-hmm. a tiny Dalmatian girl. Doesn't yep. matter. Yep. <laughs> dummies are dummies. Yep. Tell me more about your stupid plans, moron. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you so much. Uh, my bad thing. Sorry. If this series yes. ends with Dana getting killed, I'm going to be really fucking mad. No, it's not. You've, Last you've, episode. You've seen the Justice League episode <laughs> where we jump forward to the future. She's still around. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also Dana exploded for some reason. Well, I believe that, but I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I know you're talking about Trip, and I'm trying to forget that show. Uh Uh-huh. It's a bad show. It's a very bad show. We stopped reviewing it five years ago, and I still... Still mad about it, honestly. Still mad about it, yeah. It still shows up in, like, Endeavor things we write. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was bad. That show hurt us, and it goes on hurting us. Mm Mm-hmm. It's because... We were at the end. Like, mm-hmm. we had committed to reviewing so many things, and yep. that was the last one. And we couldn't just drop out at 90%. That would have sucked. Yeah. But we didn't count on how bad- badly that show sucked. Yeah. We're not going to be stuck with that here, because the last no. thing we're doing is JLU, which we know is great. Yeah. So, like, we don't, I don't know, maybe the Zeta Project is awful, but mm-hmm. that'll only take a couple months in the middle somewhere. Yeah, so exactly. That's okay. Uh, so my bad thing for this episode. Mm-hmm. So this dude was in special forces. Yes. He says as much. He's worked with high-tech classified weaponry. And now he's working with a scary foreign government out of financial desperation. This is someone who has always had a need for secrets and security in his life, now more than ever. Mm. And he writes the code to his secret lab on the inside of his sock drawer. Yeah, that is some real uh, teen sleuth crap right there. Just, like, he's, he's... The military should have taught him, if not that, mm. working in, like, the, the high levels of a company doing work for the military should have taught him. Like, yeah. he should know this shit, man. Yeah, come on, man. What are you doing? No, I just, you know, I have a tough time with passwords. I got to write them down. Also, the uh, uh, teen sleuth thing came about in the 80s because the first generation of adults dealing with computers didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. But this point in the future, you know, people have had computers for a long time, so they should know better. <laughs> Uh, just that was that was real sloppy plotting. I thought yeah. he could have just slipped in the door while it was open. Like mm-hmm. you know, you didn't need to do anything complicated. But uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your good thing? Uh, I like the stuff with Jared reacting to his suddenly distant father, and I also like Jim just being able, willing to quit being Armory to stay with his family. Like the, the whole family dynamic of the show of the episode, I really enjoyed. Honestly, you know, no. And the like, first the first half of the episode was all from his POV. Like we yeah. saw 
Terry in passing at the party, but we mm. stayed with this family. I, I thought that was a good choice. Yeah, yeah, it's very like, yeah, Terry's here. Don't worry about it, but we're going to focus on this for, this guy for a while. We're going to show you how he gets to the point where he fights Batman. So yeah. Batman will be back, but let's yeah. let's focus on this for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. And yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, like, it was an interesting conflict that I don't know. Have we seen exactly this in Batman before? I don't think so. Like, I mentioned this in my summary. This is very Breaking Bad for me. Yeah, know? it is. Of but course with, a, it is. with a slightly happier ending. Yeah. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. it was a not original idea necessarily, but original for this. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't well, mind and, it. And, like, you know, doing this for a kid's show is also very, very good. Just like, you know, well, sometimes your dad does stuff you're not going to approve of. Uh, yeah, but I don't think the lesson here is just accept that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I mean, he could be working for Ishban Hegedish. Ishban Hegedish. <laughs> So that was Corey Burton, who mm-hmm. has popped up many, many times. In uh, he was the voice of Brainiac. Sure, the voice of many things. I will kill you, Kyle. Yes, exactly. Uh, the voice of Red Tornado on uh, Brave and the Bold. I will not kill you, Kyle. <laughs> and um, uh, Shockwave on Transformers. Just a million, mm-hmm. million. You know him from so many things. He's a sh- big robot guy, basically, is what you're saying. No, he's done a lot, a lot of other things. Mm. He's just one of those voice actors that's sure. been in a lot of stuff. And here he's just straight up doing his uh, Tordovian accent. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, hey, Jim. I'm going to need you to make to make the weapons for us. I'm, I want to see him hang out with um, uh, Euro Trash Tim Curry from last Yeah. Time. I will say this this accent, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it was, was at least consistent. I, I would I would love so much for the reveal that they're both from the same made up DC DC yeah, country. You know, put them in Bialia or yeah. wherever. Don't we have one of those here? Actually, wasn't uh, some early uh, 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 power stuff? Oh yeah, I'm sure you're right, and I can't think of what the name was, but yeah. But like early season one of this show, yeah, Powers was selling weapons to some mm-hmm. country. It might have even been the pilot. Selling them to the Bialian government. No, it wasn't the... Bialian because that's that's supposed to be like North Africa. This yeah. is supposed to be Eastern Europe, I think. Yeah. I used to know a ton of these. And it might not have been one from the comics. They might have made it up just for this. Yeah. I don't remember. But Where are you from? Proud nation of Latveria. Mm-hmm. All hail Dr. Doom. <laughs> okay, you're not even uh, you're not even disguising it anymore, huh? Nah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't like Dr. Doom? He walks around in the armor. No, I know. No, you're just going to get a sued, man. Yeah. That's the other universe. It's cool. We, we spell doctor with a K. That's not enough, man. What's the 616? Uh, you're crazy. No, don't be ridiculous. This Dr. Doom, he came from the ultimate universe. Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> That's not better. Uh-huh. In fact, it's the same. I do like hearing you say universe. The, the ultimate universe. Just makes me think of um, Dude, Where's My Car? Uh-huh. You saw that movie, right? <laughs> like years ago. Yeah, but there's a there's a line where someone goes, screw the universe. <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, there was a bit where Terry put out a fire with some sand, which mm-hmm. sounds boring, and it is a little boring, but I do like seeing a superhero solve problems that aren't just punching. Yeah, with sand. There was a massive fire, so he well he jumped in a dump truck. He didn't mm-hmm. even have a Class C license, but nope. you know he's a hero. So well, I'm sure Bruce trained him how to drive like a forklift or whatever. Yeah, tried to kill me with a forklift. Olay, mm-hmm. olay. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I like when they go to the extra effort of showing him 
do stuff like save lives mm-hmm. rather than just chasing the bad guy and yeah. punching him. That was yeah. that was nice. No, I really appreciate that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what else? That oh, scene uh, also, if I'm remembering correctly, involves uh, a car crashing into a giant pile of oil barrels mm-hmm. sitting just off the side of the road. Yeah, you know, that's where we keep our uh, spare uh, petroleum reserves on the side of the road. Now, Danny, I need you to pile up all of these oil barrels very carefully at the side of the road. Okay, boss, whatever you say. Boy, what a lot of work. I sure hope a car doesn't crash into that giant pile of oil. Oh, no. I guess I'll go back to my job carrying plates of glass through the city. (laughs) Honey, I got some bad news. Wait, what happened to your vegetable cart? (laughs) (laughs) My radishes. (laughs) Except it's cabbages, damn it. Uh Uh-huh. You knew what I was going for. Oh, I absolutely did. I was just worried you were going to get letters. Yeah. I got the cadence right. Mm-hmm. It scanned. It just wasn't the right bet. Yep. I know. I know. Uh, what else? Uh, let's. I don't have a whole lot of notes for this one. Oh, back to the accent real quick. Uh, yes. He did say, Varshway. <laughs> it's Varshway, Jim. Oh, that was great. Oh, hi, sounded... Jim. How's your sex life? <laughs> Pretty good. If you see my wife, she uh-huh. looks like a fucking, like, uh, like uh, what do you call it? Like the the pharaohs, like the did Lady Pharaohs have a different name? Am I being sexist? Oh, you right think now? Of, you think of like Cleopatra? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I she don't had know. The, like the long slender neck and like yeah, the, yeah. the sort of uh, African themed like uh, uh, influenced uh, wardrobe, and uh, she had a real sort of classic African princess vibe to her. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There must be a name for that. Probably, and I'm probably skirting some uh, inadvertent racism here, mm-hmm. and I do not mean to. Nope. I just mean that her fashion and and her whole aesthetic was very influenced, seemed yeah. to be very influenced by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, his wife was very attractive. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? Does I I do see a note here where you said uh, my summary is going to be like two sentences long? Because yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's not a ton to. Yeah, you'll notice I filled it up with about uh, 20 minutes of, remember, kids. Yeah, hey, rich, Dana. Rich forever. Mm-hmm. Remember Dana? Mm-hmm. You guys like <laughs> Dana, right? Have, doesn't even have a speaking part in this? Nope. Uh, also, Bruce doesn't have a speaking part in this. No. Uh, Kevin Conroy turning into the Cyril Lofton of this series. <laughs> Go in the DC wiki, and Kevin Conroy does not appear in this episode. Uh, I'm, I'm too old and too rich for this crap. <laughs> That's not true. No. I would want to more. I oh well, yes, they should do that. Mm-hmm. John DiMaggio, is that you? <laughs> um, I like. I I am surprised actually that it didn't end with Bruce saying uh, you could you should have just come to me. I would have you know paid you more because that's often how this kind of thing goes. Yeah, they don't have a lot of genuinely like disillusioned uh, Wayne uh, employees in mm-hmm. this universe because he's usually like. Oh, no, I'll take care of you. Yeah, it's like the only time Bruce ever shows up at the company is to be like, all right, I'm old, and here's how we're doing things. I'm genuinely surprised that Wayne Powers develops weapons. Yeah, honestly, so am I. Like, I thought, I mean, maybe Bruce doesn't have enough of a say. Maybe that's Powers' influence. I mean, but... it definitely feels like like when Bruce went dormant for a long time and just stopped sort of paying attention to what the company was doing. And I don't think he ever stopped paying attention. I think mm. I think he lost control. Yeah. Like I think someone like uh, you know hardcore. Uh, what do you call it? Like uh, takeover, like a hostile takeover mm. stuff. Yeah. But I think he always knew what they were doing. Yeah, I'm never sure how that stuff works. 
in real life versus in cartoons? No, in, but in cartoons and movies, if you have less than 50% of controlling interest, you can't mm. make all the decisions yeah. or something something like that. And I think that's that was the all the corporate intrigue stuff in mm-hmm. the first season. But I mean, I can also see him thinking, well, I did lo- like I did stop paying attention to the company because I was too busy doing Batman stuff. And- I just can't imagine him stopping paying attention to anything. Yeah, it's weird, but like, you know, like this is this is how we got there, you know? Like the guy didn't I guess take- so. Honestly, I will bet you anything it's because Alfred died. Yeah, that's probably just like, so you need to pay more attention to the company. Oh, yeah, right. I got to uh, make sure uh, we, <laughs> we're not selling weapons to the military or whatever. I also think uh, losing Lucius probably did. Like, oh, like yeah. Lucius went off and started his own company, and uh, so mm-hmm. he didn't have that anymore either. Yep. It's like my two... Uh... Yeah, people that kept me sane. Yeah, exactly. The guy, and the guy who was the conscience of my giant corporation. Uh-huh. My conscience at home and my conscience at work exactly. are both gone. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna have to adopt like a fucking 17 year old or something. Yeah, mm. I'll get to it later. I'll just start a search algorithm here for uh, juvenile delinquents. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. You did not like the music. I did. I did not like the Th- music. That we're back to the, we're back to this again. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's a lot of uh, of uh, a dude in the background going, "Oh." I didn't like that. There, there's yeah, there is some vocals in it now, mm-hmm. and I don't love that. But they they added some new score pieces, which yeah. I mostly liked. I think it, it, the score. It's not the score. It's the uh, it's the yelling. No, I get that. Reminded and me I too don't... much of the uh, theme song to Boba Fett. Oh, you mean Boba Fett? Boba 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 Fett. Yep. <laughs> Great like fucking song. The whole time that was the words. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, this show's being put out by who? Disney, the biggest corporation on the planet, and your theme song was, Hey! Ho! Boba Fett! Yeah, but it's put out by Disney, and if there is a song to be made money off of, mm-hmm. guess who's going to make money off of it? Yep. It's Disney. Like, Book. when you put words to a song, there's a whole new level of, of uh, profitability. That's mm-hmm. why you have, no matter where they go, they're known as the couple. Yep. And Star Trek, crazy uh-huh. Star Trek. Yep. Well, now you're just turning into Bill Murray. Yep. All right, no, what else? No, no thank you. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Okay, well, I have a... In the future! In the future. Fax machines make a big comeback, despite our own real-world real experience with the disappointing year of 2015. <laughs> There's a point where, like, Jim, you got an important fax. Yep. Wow, really? You, um... You can't stop fax machines. They go dormant for a while, but they always come back. There's always someone going, you know, it would be really, really cool if I could take a piece of paper here and send it over there. I mean, yeah, we're all paperless now, but what if paper just showed up at your house? What if someone could take a piece of paper completely undone by you and Mm -hmm. just make a fax appear at your work? You could just mail it to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Just I, do that. I used to. We had the we had the fax machine at the comic store, and every so often I'd get a call that would be like horrible internet noise. That's like great. Mm-hmm. We had a fucking fax. Now I got to make sure the fax machine's plugged in. And I got to make sure the fucking fax machine's got paper in it because we never get any fucking faxes. And also, I don't know how to use this thing because my boss won't teach me. Now, let me ask you this: When yes. you did get the faxes, mm-hmm. were they legit business or were they spam? Because spam faxes are a thing. Al, I will tell you this right now. They were exclusively spam. Ah, of course. So you'd go through all the trouble of trying mm-hmm. to, like, without even knowing, yep. just trying to trying to stumble your way through to make it work. And then it's like, you know, come to our magnificent luxury yacht or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, because every, every, 
every once in a while I'd get we'd get like a fax from like Diamond that was like, hey, ha- yeah. here's how we're updating policies or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, I guess I got to fucking do what Diamond says because they're a goddamn monopoly. You can't just put a letter in with all the comics you send because you, you control all the comics. You guys send me so much stuff, including at least one box a week, and that's being extremely generous. Yeah. So it's not like you can't just put a letter in that. Just, just tell me. Also, I'm sure by the time, like, just knowing how old you are, mm-hmm. you were never working age at a time when inter- email wasn't a thing. Yeah, exactly. They could just email it to you. I have a fucking, like, company rep. Like, yeah. I talk to this dude twice a week to make sure my orders go through. We were listening to Maggie talks about working at the comic mm-hmm. shop and not in the fun way that Maggie talks about going to the, working <laughs> at the comic shop. Well, I feel like you've told the uh, urine-soaked trade-in books stories, you know. Like mm-hmm. the, you, those have those have been heard. You're, oh, yeah. you're getting into the deep material now. Mm-hmm. I was back on early SV when I was still working there, and this, the stories were coming in fresh. Right. Ugh. Ah, fun. Fresh as the piss on this copy of Maxim. <laughs> uh, so you got a you got a quote for this episode? Uh, yes. He said in the clumsiest uh, segue <laughs> he's ever done. Speaking of early SV. Uh, yeah, I got this one. I have. I I cannot remember the context for it, but here it is. You're going to jail. Easy or hard, it's up to you. Here's a tip. Hard isn't fun. That is because uh, I've been doing my homework on the bus that I just mm-hmm. watched the episode an hour ago. Uh, some of the most clumsy um, banter Terry has ever said. Yep. That could, was it, yes. We could do this. I assume that's why you, you called it out. It's like, yep, that's rough, Terry. Come on. But sometimes we don't agree on that because sometimes you think lines like gone for good fried chicken are <laughs> the best thing ever. So, you know, we don't always agree. Uh, I do think that the line gone for good fried chicken is the best thing ever. Yes, I know. I will never understand that. I'm going to get that tattooed on my wrist. I, You know, you might. I'm going to get ta- gone for good on one hand and fried good <laughs> fried chicken on the other hand. Uh-huh. And then I can put them together. God, I hope you don't lose a hand. And it's like, oh, it's the fried chicken girl. <laughs> Look, hey, people have gotten worse tattoos. I've seen them. Hey, chicken lady. Yeah, having, all, uh, all tattoos. Having fried, having fried chicken in a fancy font. Look, I love good. I love the concept of a tattoo, and mm-hmm. I've certainly seen good tattoos. But I would say eighty-five percent of tattoos I've seen are terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of good ones, but I've seen so many more bad ones. Mm-hmm, That's true. All. And it's because they're on people, and people have terrible taste. That's also true. It's nothing to do with tattoos as a concept. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what do you want uh, permanently etched on your body? Oh, I don't know. Uh, give me that picture of Porky Pig. <laughs> and uh, who am I dating this week? Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I'll want to see on my body when I'm yep. 50. Yep, we're in love forever. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, anything else about this one? No, let's move on to um, whatever the other one is. Sneak peek. Uh-huh. Uh, tonight on Rock Bottom, he's a foreigner who takes perverted videos of you when you least suspect it. He's Rowdy Roddy Peeper. Okay, so he's actually Ian Peek, and the show is The Inside Peak. Do you get it? But otherwise, that Simpsons quote, like so many Simpsons quotes, sums up this situation perfectly. Ian's an Australian? Hard copy style reporter who stole a belt that gives him the ability to turn invisible. Kind of like the one Terry has in the bat suit, except this one also allows him to walk through walls. You know, like that X-Man. This is where I was going to do a hilarious bit where I named the wrong X-Man at random since I don't really know the X-Men. But the random name I pulled was Shadowcat, which is apparently one of the 30 names for the one I was trying not to say, so never mind. (laughs) Naturally, Peek uses this ability for good and for awesome, and wait, 
No, I'm sorry. He actually uses it to take compromising footage of people that he runs on his tawdry television show, an activity that Bruce later tells Terry isn't actually illegal. And look, I'll be the first to admit that I don't understand all the ins and outs of this crazy future where men wear arrows instead of ties and <laughs> cars fly through the air like birds. But I'm pretty sure what Ian Peake is doing is wrong. Like the part where he sneaks into the DA's office and gets footage of a mobster's confession feels wrong to me. These things do have a way of taking care of themselves, though. And sure enough, as shooting for that night's Inside Peak wraps, a bunch of mobsters come crashing through the wall like so much Kool-Aid man. Watch out, Ian! It's the fake Yakuza with their very real bazookas! <laughs> and also Batman, but I can't think of a cool slant rhyme for that. During the kerfuffle, Ian plants a bug in the Batmobile, which Terry fails to notice. No huge surprise there. And Bruce also fails to notice. What the actual fuck, old man? So now the Inside Peak has the exclusive scoop on Batman. Tune in tonight to find out. Terry, big goddamn hero that he is, goes to Ian's office and tries to make an appeal to his decency, which, well, heroes can be naive too. This doesn't work. Obviously. Later, Bruce shows up, and I can only assume he's carrying some kind of convenience plot accelerator device, because suddenly Ian's belt starts malfunctioning, and then he falls straight to the center of the Earth, where, the, where he either burns to death, is crushed by the massive pressure, or just remains intangible there until he starves to death, I guess. What a lovely show for children. I mean, let's roll right into my good thing, because yeah. um, Peak falling into the center of the Earth while old Bruce makes a quip about it is one- some serious The Animated Series shit, and two, I fucking loved it. I mean, that takes us all the way back to What a Way to Go-Go, really. Exactly! <laughs> I don't dislike it. And I feel like old Bruce is definitely more callous than, than he was mm -hmm. when he was younger, even, yeah. so he's more likely to do that. Yeah, well, and also just, like, he hates this guy. Well, yeah. And rightly this... so. This guy sucks. He does. And I don't think we're ever meant to think of him as sympathetic. Oh, no. He's a real shitbag. And he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I, I don't know. I didn't hate this one, but again, kind of middling. Yeah, it's it's fine. You know, like, when it starts to get into the, towards the end, when, like, the guy realizes that his suit's, like, making him, cr like, crazy mm -hmm. and making him permanently well like... no it's not making him crazy it's it's like uh giving him stomach trouble because it's literally making him dissolve mm -hmm. yep jeez so. what's wrong with my stomach oh giant oh. hole well a few tums will clear that up i feel like that would just kill him already i feel mm -hmm. like any of his major organs disappearing probably just kill him i mean yeah but you know yeah, I know. The joy of being in a superhero universe. Yeah, that that's a fair point. Uh, this should this particle accelerator really should have killed me, but instead it just turned me into living sand. Mm -hmm. All I right, thought, well. I mean, I just watched the new Spider-Man movie, mm -hmm. and they a couple of times mentioned that Electro got his powers from falling into some electric eels. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. All right, I guess. Yeah. Hey, they were genetically enhanced. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. No, this guy straight up and, and confessed to this, mm -hmm. murdered the scientist who uh, researched it, and then yep. he, like lit his uh, lab on fire. Yep. So, like, you know. Again, Bruce just like, yeah, okay, you can fall into the center of the Yeah, earth. you That's... can die. I don't yeah. care. Were I a younger man, I'd probably try and help you out, but, you know. No, he, he helped people like uh, Harvey Dent, who he knew there was a good man in there somewhere. Harvey, let me help you. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, I am already in my pajamas. Mm -hmm. And he is? Uh -huh. He's very old. Uh-huh. Uh, the catchphrase from the first three episodes of Futurama <laughs> that they then just gave up on. Oh, I hope that comes back in the new series. Uh-huh. Um... My good thing, mm -hmm. I continue to enjoy Terry's family. 
Yep. Little Maddie's excitement about learning who Batman is. Batman's like his hero. Uh, and Mary's shrug at being a big hypocrite. Oh, right? that was so good. Because the, in the in the beginning, she's like, uh, oh, I guess I have to telegraph some plot. What if this happened to you, Terry? Mm-hmm. Okay. But then later, he's like, uh, Mom, you want to watch this Batman thing? I thought you thought this show was bad. She's like, eh, what do I know? Eh, whatever. I want to find out who Batman is. It's like, I can't be... I can't be bought, but I have a price. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm immune to this stuff until I'm not. Yeah. And, yeah. Look, I'm human, too, and this mm-hmm. is very titillating, and it works. Yep. I get it. Ugh. No, I enjoyed it. And, and there's a bit where, this would have been my quote. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit where Terry comes out to his family, and they just laugh at him. Yeah, that's very good. But audio-wise, it doesn't scan. It's not as funny. Like, it's all in the animation. It absolutely is. It's all in their faces of looking serious, realizing what he said, and mm-hmm. laughing. Like, just the perfect timing of it. Yeah, and... the beat is just exquisite, yep. you know? Exactly. And they both sort of, like, do that thing where they grab each other uh-huh. for support because they're laughing so hard. Ah, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yep. Which, look, I do not, and we talked about this a lot with Superman. Mm. I I grow tired of the secret identity thing Mm. and all the ways they threaten. Like, what bothers me about it is when they threaten to blow the cover off of it and then they cop out. Yeah. And this is one of those times where it's Mm. like someone knows. Someone's going to put it on TV and everyone knows. Oh, look, he died and the only copy of it went away. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's... like, you can't have stakes like that if I don't believe them, and you're always going to back out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like eh. It's like, I, what, like, this guy didn't do any backups or, like, fucking tell anybody about, like, you know? I mean, I believe he wanted the exclusive to the point where he wouldn't tell anyone. I understand that, but this guy is also exposing the mob. You would think he would spend, he would, like, yeah. try and, I mean, he doesn't. Like, if yeah. the mob blew him up with their rocket launcher, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mean the Yakuza bazooka? The <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. That fucking bazooka looked like every every toy that shot a missile that I yeah. bought as a kid. And you you said rocket launcher in your in your notes, and I think that's actually correct. Mm-hmm. It's just not as funny sounding as bazooka. But a bazooka is a great fucking term. But what makes it funnier is um, the the mob informant is like their accountant or something. So he's yeah. a, he's a tiny little guy. He's not he's not the muscle. Like, he's this little dude who's, like, sitting in a, a room with uh, Barbara's husband, the DA, whose name I yeah. can never remember. Sam. And just like, yeah, exactly. And, like, I have to do, you, you can protect me from the mob, right? I'm like, dude, do you need protection? You've got the biggest goddamn rocket launcher I've ever seen. And I play video games. <laughs> well, that just means these guys have even scarier ones. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, no. I just say it takes a bazooka to fight a bazooka. I, that is what they say. Uh-huh. That's certainly what the uh, National Bazooka Association says. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen that on a bunch of bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. A good man with a bazooka can save the day, is what they say. Yep. God, I love this country. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know, just the visual of him, because, you know, he's like their accountant or something. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got him on tax evasion, which is a long-standing tradition of law enforcement everywhere, yep. going back to Al Capone. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I like that, okay. This tiny little four foot man has this giant fuck off yep. uh, rocket launcher. It's a great, great visual. That, uh, little, that little guy hasn't done anything yet. Bruce. Yep, exactly. Um, uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Peak's flickering uh, Kirby crackle suit. I don't know if this is true for you, but I found it extremely hard to look at. 
I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked like, the, the design of it. But I can understand if you're, I mean, I don't think you're actually epileptic, are you? But, I don't think so. But, but like, you, I, there, it might be a spectrum and you might be on there somewhere. This like, is it might just bother you. Yeah, this is definitely something that has happened before when we've been watching yeah. one of these shows. Where it's just like, ah, I can't look at that. No, certain flickering patterns bother people. I get that. Yeah, like just, it, I'm just not susceptible to that. I yeah, think. it's a cool effect, but like it also feels like it was about to give me a seizure. So yeah, no, that's not cool. Which is, you know, like yeah, no, but it is, it is a cool effect and it's a cool visual. And, yeah, and it's one of those things where I mean, you know, you say Kirby crackle correctly because mm -hmm. he he sort of created that effect. Yeah, but uh, to make it moving and to give it that extra layer of like. Like, it looked cool static on a page, mm -hmm. but they made it extra cool in motion, I think. Yeah. Like, it was, it, it, it added a layer to how cool it looked. Yeah, it was just, I know it's my yeah. bad thing. It was very cool, you know? It was, but yeah, if it, I mean, if it may, if it give you a headache, that yeah, is a bad it, thing. It, it did also do that, yeah. which is, you know, please don't like, give me a headache. I, I have liked, enough going on. I liked the video game Portal 2 tremendously, but mm -hmm. uh, made me a little nauseous. Yeah, changing, I don't blame you. Changing angles like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bad thing. Yes. Okay, so uh, this is also sort of a hey, it's that guy, mm -hmm. Michael McKean was yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, was was Ian Peak. Also, mm -hmm. Ian Peak is a terrible name. It sure is. But it's also very comic book, so whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, like Harleen Quinzel. Sure. Um, I love him though. He has been in such a wide variety of great things through mm -hmm. the years. Like this guy might, in that way that Frank Welker is one of the highest, like, the in most of the top-grossing movies just because he does, you know, animal effects for things. Sure. Michael McKean's in more of my favorites than maybe anybody I can think of. Like, yeah. He's just popped up in, like, from Spinal Tap on. He's so mm -hmm. great. And he's an excellent choice to play a smarmy character, but that awful accent. Yeah, I... We're talking about accents a lot lately, but, like... Either use one of his perfectly serviceable, real smarmy voices, which mm -hmm. I've heard in the many characters he's played. Like, use the Chuck McGill voice. Yeah, exactly. Or Perfect. cast an actual Australian? Yeah. Is that what they were going for, Australian? Uh, Australian. Sure. I think there was some New Zealand in there. because like Maybe. And it, it wasn't even a bad accent, necessarily. It was just, it didn't, I don't know. It, it didn't really work for it, me. Yeah, it's like, it very much felt like a guy doing an accent, you know? Like, it felt like that guy was doing an accent. Whereas that guy played um, uh, David St. Humbins in uh, uh, Spinal Tap. And, mm. that, like, I mean, he didn't sound convincingly British to a British person, probably. Sure. But, like, to me, mm. he does. Yeah. Like, he's got decent accents, but mm. th this isn't one of them. <laughs> That's all. The answer is none more black. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Christopher Guest, but uh, look, know. I haven't seen Spinal Tap in a long time. Well, you know, might not mm -hmm. be that might not be your jam, but it's very much my jam. It's good. It's just mm -hmm. you know, it's been like twenty years. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, so in the city, mm -hmm. uh, just in the background, there was a billboard that just said the word Nix, N-I-X, uh-huh, with an anti-symbol, the red circle with a slash through it. Sure. It's a variant of your favorite sign that says no. <laughs> Just nicks. Uh, oh, I haven't thought about sign that says no in a long time. Oh, years ago when we made a webcomic together, you kept putting that, like, just a sign that says no. And yep. you like, that's one of the funniest things the to funniest you. funniest thing in the world. Then we had the, uh, <laughs> the tricorder that said no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe that turned, that was a, that was actually the go away, uh, 
pad. Yeah, it was the well, it was the pad that yeah, and I don't think uh, a listener made that for us, which was yep. amazing. Yep, and I don't think they could fit "Go Away" on there, so they put "No," which to you was even funnier. It sure was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Nicks Nicks with a with an anti symbol. Like, no Nicks. All right, you got it. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's what see. else? Uh, there's a great line in this that would have been my quote if this were my episode, where yes. uh, Batman goes to uh, to peek and is all, "I know you've been using your technology to pass through walls." And he goes, "If I could do that, I'd be a very rich reporter." And Batman goes, "You are." Yeah. Ugh. Uh huh. I just I like this guy. He's a scumbag. Yeah, me too. No, love, I love to hate him. Love a scumbag. I think I mostly it's because it kind of felt rushed to me at the end. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the suit, like I put in my summary, suddenly he needed to fail because mm-hmm. otherwise he would have blown everyone's cover. Yeah. So he just died all at once. Like it felt real sloppy. That's the thing. They the, the weird thing is they put the work in with showing he's got stomach problems. Yeah. But like if you if you just took some of those and made them his like thing escalating, like it would be perfect. Like you would have nailed it, you know? Uh, I still think the sudden catastrophic failure of the suit right before the big bad thing mm-hmm. happened was way too convenient. I mean, fair. That's all. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. There's a better way to do that. Make, like, what you, what you should do mm. is have Bruce figure out a way to accelerate it. Yeah. Then he made it happen. It didn't just coincidentally happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's a great idea. Just off the top of my head, that mm-hmm. might be too far to make Bruce a full on murderer. I, I yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing is if you, if you do that, then. I could well, easily see that being in the original script, and they're okay. like, we can't have Bruce kill this guy. Mm, no, because Bruce doesn't intend to kill him. What he says is, if you don't take the belt off, it's mm. gonna like you're gonna fall through the earth. And yeah. He won't take it off because he's too you know greedy or whatever. Mm. That's how you do it. Then it's like Bruce never intended to kill him. Yeah. It was his own greed that you know that drove him to to die. My hubris. Uh huh. So that's there. I just rewrote the episode. Yep. Good work. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, let's see. There's a the bit where uh, Terry's in class learning about the exact thing he needs to know about. Oh, God, I hate that. That's another one of those contrivances. It that sure is. I do like that there's a hologram of a of an atom. Like, mm-hmm. I would have paid more attention in chemistry class with, with that kind of thing. Sure. But, you know. Love a hologram. Hate a textbook. Yeah. Uh, Here's what see. atoms are. I do like um, Terry going, <laughs> would, would, wouldn't there be a way to, like, pass through things? And the guy going, yeah, one, uh, wh- exactly one scientist thinks that that's possible. Mm-hmm. And also there's me going, well, also the Flash invented this, like, 20 years ago, but whatever. Yeah, and the Flash does exist in this world. They might mm-hmm. not know that yet, but, sure, you know. Uh, no, they would, because he showed up in Superman. Yeah, exactly. Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. it hasn't been in Justice League yet, but, like, I don't yeah. think... No, he hasn't. Yeah. I don't think that show ran concurrently with this show. I All think right. the show ended in like, uh, no, because I, I think Just Sleep came after this show. Like, mm-hmm. like that was the next thing. Yeah. I'm never clear on the timeline. This is like my well, my very early 20s and I had a lot going on. Well, we're doing, we are reviewing these in chronological production order, sure. but there is some overlap. Exactly. So like a lot like when we covered Next Gen and Deep Space Nine, mm. those shows were on at the same time, but we did them one at a time, you yeah. know. So it's like and that. I was and I was getting them like late, you know, like yeah, yeah, because of Canada. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Canada. <laughs> um, Let's what see. else? 
That's about oh, all. Oh, you mentioned yes. this in your summary. This really pissed me off. Fucking yes. Bruce not know not f- knowing about the goddamn uh, tracker. You uh. are Batman. Okay, yeah. I know you're not currently Batman, but also you're Batman, and like. Dudes have been trying to figure out who you are for your entire goddamn life. Oh, Ink got in the cave last year. Yeah, like, step up security. What's wrong with you, Bruce? Yeah, security? Oh, who let Vicky Vale in the Batcave? Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't have that excuse anymore. Alfred's very dead. Yep. Um, Get your shit together, Bruce. Come on, man. I mean, one, he should have noticed it. Two, there should definitely be things in the cave that detect it. Yeah. Independently of that. Like, I get Terry not noticing. He's Terry, you know? Uh, he's not as dumb as we make it. Like, it's funny to say he's dumb. It's... But I feel like he would at least sweep for bugs when there's mm. a guy who's known for planting cameras places. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not dumb, but he is new. You know? Yeah. Like, and he's can... a kid. Yeah. And he's, like, a little impulsive, and he probably misses some things. Yeah, I can give him the, the benefit of the, of the doubt, yeah. you know? But yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah. has been doing this forever. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Again... This guy's whole thing mm. is that he sneaks cameras into places. That's yeah. that's his entire thing. It's so just, you should be looking for cameras, man. It's just, it feels sloppy. And also, it's not like this guy is new, you know? No. Like, everybody knows who this guy is. Bruce should be prepared for reporters sniffing around about who Batman is. He should have been prepared yep. for this since Terry, like, started being Batman. Oh, you know? he, should have been, he should have been prepared for this back when Summer Gleason was still a thing. Yeah. Come on, but, dude. Yeah, I know. I do like, um, this is dumb and it probably won't even come up in the show. This is just total headcanon on my part. Mm. The fact that uh, Gotham City now knows that the uh, Batcave exists. Yeah. Like they've seen, they haven't seen who's in it, but they see that there's like all the trophies and everything. Mm. I don't know. Something about that just makes me happy. That, yeah. Like it's such a cool place that maybe 10 people have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And now like Gotham City's seen his cool little museum. Yep. That's nice. I like it. Yeah. Plus, there's all I, you always get people like mentioning the Batcave offhand, like it's uh, like it's common knowledge. Yeah, it's just, and it's it nice is. To have, yeah. No, I mean, I just, I every now and then I'll chalk that up to like, okay, they assume he's a bat and he lives in a cave, mm. but but they don't know that. Yeah. That's still a bit of a walk, you know. Oh, it absolutely is. Uh, all right. Anything see. else? I think that's it. Yeah, uh, guy with the rocket launcher, Bruce Wayne doing his fucking job. Yeah, that's everything. Uh, so my quote is, um, uh, uh, peep, uh, peak, peep, whatever. Yep. Uh, peep will be his name, name when he comes back as a super, as a full-time supervillain in a couple of weeks. Mm, he's not coming back from where he went. <laughs> oh God, I'm in literal hell. It yeah, that's what exist. I was, Jesus. that's what I was about to say. He didn't go to the earth's core. He went to hell, uh-huh. which is, you know, down. Yep. We all know that. <laughs> uh, and the actual devil is there. Yeah, man. The actual mm-hmm. DC devil. Yep. Who probably hi, exists. Hi, I'm Lucifer from the TV show Lucifer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's got a he's got an assistant, a production assistant, who honestly I thought there was a bit of a fake out. Mm. They were they, what they were trying to do was like make us think it was Peak and it was actually him the whole time. Because sure. we've definitely seen that story before mm-hmm. in these series. Uh, but it turns out he's just some toady. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in right before the Big Batman show, mm-hmm. uh, and he says this, which just sounds very stupid and, and delighted me. It's going to be web history tonight, Ian. <laughs> web history. It's going to be web history. <laughs> web history. Like, okay, okay uh, dial it back, man. This is going to break the internet in half. Uh, thank you, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I can say his name now. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell? 
<laughs> Haven't been on his message board in 15 years. Yep. Why not? That's where we met. Yep. Uh, well, oh, I suppose that that's all. Board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like I say I think these were slightly better, but we're still in kind of a yeah. I could go uh, for better episodes. Yeah. Well, I can't guarantee next week's will be better, but our friend Devlin will be joining us, mm-hmm. so there is that. That will be better. That will absolutely be better. Yeah, always good when they're around. Um, the episodes are the Egg Baby, which mm-hmm. is about exactly what you think it is, yep. uh, and Zeta, which is also about exactly what you think it is. Finally, finally, yep. we got to Zeta. I mean. This is exactly when we were supposed to. Yep. Uh, a character so great, they decided to build an entire spinoff on him. So mm-hmm. he must be amazing. Uh-huh. He'd better be. I've, I've seen it. He's fine. I don't get the, <laughs> I don't get the spinoff at all. You might as well give the Egg Baby a spinoff. <laughs> I'm not even saying it's a bad episode, but sure. I don't, it doesn't stand out of my mind as one of the greats. Mm-hmm. I know that. Certainly not. Like, like I could pick a handful of characters from this show I'd love to see more of, and he wouldn't have been on that list. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. I'm just excited to see that robot learn what love is. He's not going to in his first appearance, though. No, but it'll be great to watch the journey. Like, he's going to he's gonna throw out his thesis statement of, I must discover what love is. But then, you know, he's got a whole series to figure it out. So, you know. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, as ever, our website is kidslovebatman.com. Com. Mm-hmm. If you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Uh, we are on Twitter. I am at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie, Maggie Robots. Uh, and uh, please, if you can, support our Patreon. Yes, uh, f- for as little as $1 US a month, you can get access to bonus episodes mm-hmm. where we reviewed the first 15 or 20 directed video DC movies and then decided we don't like these and started doing The Brave and the Bold instead. Yep. We're having a lot We're more really fun. enjoying The Brave and the Bold. Yeah, but you get all of it. Yeah. Like, you can listen to there's a few there's a few that we liked and yeah. there's probably good jokes in there no matter what mm-hmm. but uh, the, then you get to hear us have fun yeah man so uh, check that out it's patreon.com slash Algar you also get bonus episodes of, mm-hmm. of other shows that I produce so uh, check it out and that's all for this time yeah see ya folks Twala dregs for more information about this show and the people who make it visit kidslovebatman.com To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. (laughs) 